0: What's up everybody, this is Imani Wilson and welcome to another bombastic podcast. Um, You can absolutely take this time to subscribe if you want to follow more along with this series and feel free to subscribe not only on YouTube, but also wherever you listen to your podcast. So welcome, we're back once again. Um, I have to say I'm feeling really good this morning, extra energized, and I know that's for a couple of reasons. One of them being that it's, First of all, I'm happy to be alive. The fuck? I have to have a reason to be like, oh, well, you know, it's because of this reason. I'm happy I got the fuck up this morning. And you should feel happy as well to get up every morning, okay? Not to mention, it could have something to do with the fact that we are officially in airy season, which means it's getting ever closer to my birthday and ever closer to fucking dope-ass weather on the East Coast. So, I'm just saying, I'm feeling great as fuck about that. I mean, everybody else who should... Shout out to all my Aries out there. I know my cousin, KF. believe today is his birthday as of this podcast dropping. So, happy birthday, Big K. And, um, yeah, I'm feeling good. All my astrology friends were just like, yo, dude, you're going to be on fire this fucking season. I'm like, oh, you fucking know. You motherfucking right I am. The fire rises. So, you know, I'm feeling fucking amazing right now. It's a countdown. I have about... 27 days till my birthday. Like that's fucking insane. And, and I feel like every time it's January, I blink twice, and it's about to be my birthday. That's just how time moves now. At least for me, that's that's how that shit feels. It just feels like that shit is just ready to go. Bling 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 bling. So, shit is fucking bananas, man. Um, otherwise, like I'm saying, I'm feeling really good, man. Um, you know, on top of everything else, I have to say though, just to make a departure of all this feel good energy fucking had an incident literally like yesterday. And it's crazy because I put a podcast up my Tuesday podcast. I posted it earlier this week about going fucking postal. This is going postal part two. Now I have video of this shit. Now I had to go ahead and shake down, you know, USPS because my fucking packages are all, it's, it's always some shit with me getting my packages and granted Again, I respect the folks in uniform. I respect their civic duties and all that they provide. I really, honestly, truly do. I'm speaking about the fucks at my local USPS. You know, this one particular branch, there's only like, from what I understand, like three, four good people there. The rest of them don't give a fuck. Or at least I hope they've done some turnover there because they really just don't care. Like, I may I make the story short? So I ordered, I pretty much, like I mentioned, ordered myself gifts. And I already went over whether buying yourself gifts are weird or not. I don't think there's anything weird about it. I think you should be able to treat yourself and almost surprise yourself. Like me, when all those boxes arrived. Like for me, a bunch of boxes just arrived yesterday and they were all for me. And I was like, oh, I wonder what's in this one. I wonder what's in that one. So it it literally feels like your own like mini Christmas. So I pretty much celebrated early in advance of my birthday with some gifts. Them gifts you might be able to see. I don't feel like ever being the douchebag to always post when I got new shit, because I feel like a lot of people do that now. But the point of this story is, I had to go ahead and shake down the post office, because a couple of those items weren't where the fuck they were supposed to be. So where I'm at, it's a nice, like, nice little spot. Um, They have a, there's a building across from me, and a building adjacent for me. And where it is is that I saw that some of my packages were supposedly left at the front desk. Now, my family and I own this fucking home. So it's not a matter that there's a front desk situation anywhere on that motherfucker. So when I see that a package arrived, because I got the notification, your package has been delivered, and I see it was left at front desk slash reception area, I'm like, you motherfucker. You dropped my shit off at a nearby building, and someone's about to have my shit. Like, how is, I'm going to give somebody else a gift that's meant for me that I worked hard for and thought that I would appreciate. So needless to say, um, after doing some research and some due diligence and contacting USPS and having a good 20-some minute conversation, the following ensued in this particular video. So as you could fucking tell, it was a it was a matter that thankfully we were able to go ahead and situate it and figure it all out. And trust me, the mailman—that's my brethren. He's always holding it down. I mean, this guy will literally go in the mail truck, come knock on the door. Most sometimes I'm home, other times you know, I'm not. I'm just doing shit, you know, experiencing life. But he already knows. Like, hey, I know this guy's fam. They're, they're good. Got security systems out the ass. We play that, you know, all of that sort of stuff. His shit. Is going to be right here, or he's or someone's going to be there to get his stuff. I've even had it to where they've called me, dude. I've had it to where, and I think I mentioned this my last story. I had a fucking manager at the USPS nearby. Literally, when she got off of work, she came by, dropped me off my stuff. That 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 service that I'm beyond grateful for. Like, if I could, I would send that woman food. And you know. And, and this is funny because it's going to somehow not only bridge this story to another story, but so my brother yesterday came by and he actually gave me a, um, a, uh, cupcake. It was in like a white, like wrapping paper. He was like, Oh yeah. Cause he, he's, he's in college. He's, uh, doing culinary arts and stuff. So he's like, yeah, part of my externship, I work at this bakery and baked you this cupcake. Is it fucked up to say that I, for some reason, in my mind thought like, what if he did something fucked up to this cupcake? Like like I don't know, like like what well, like what what if this cupcake is like on some major pain shit, and it's like you know the movie Major Pain, fuck you, it's been out for more than twenty years, but it's like what if it's on some major pain shit, and it's like I'm gonna eat it, and then it's like I'm gonna have to like shit like half my body weight, which I mean wouldn't be so bad, wouldn't want to lose half my body weight, but you but you get what I'm saying. Like, just, like, imagine if I ate this fucking cupcake and it ruined my life. Like, think about that. Like, I'm sure there's a a sad group of souls that can say that a cupcake ruined their fucking life for a short window of time. I feared that. But then I remember, I love my brother. Like, he's the fucking, he's the Sammy to my fucking, to my Dean Winchester. So I'm like, Sammy's not going, to you know, Ha's not going to do anything to, you know, fuck me over with this cupcake. I ate this fucking cupcake, and it was sexual. Oh, it was sexual as fuck. I know that's the greediest fucking thing, you know, that I could probably say the fucking, you know, fattest fucking shit that I could admit to, but that fucking cupcake was rocking. It was like, I'm trying to think, it was like, it wasn't quite like a bun, but it was, no, it was like one of those coffee cake sort of, things, to where it was like coffee cake had the piece of the coffee cake inside of it, had the fucking, like, frosting, like the, the cream cheese frosting fucking dope now what scares me about it is he said it was fucking chocolate and this is the part where i wonder my brothers you know drank too much of the local water and shit because i'm like there's nothing chocolate about that dude that was strictly a coffee cake cupcake he's like oh no dude it's chocolate which is why i i i kind of like question it because i saw the white frosting i saw the white cake i was like this is chocolate because i don't believe in white chocolate i'll say that shit right now i feel like white chocolate is racist and if you don't believe me then fuck you look up the history of white chocolate but tell you that shit now Okay? Chocolate, like, no, fuck you. Even vanilla itself, naturally, organically, is black. So, no. I think white chocolate is racist. I don't think white chocolate is good in the first place. I don't see why, if I had the option between milk chocolate, even dark chocolate, I mean that real dark chocolate, none of that Mars, oh, this is a Snickers, dark. I'm talking that... 80, 87% cocoa. That shit, the way it tastes like you're eating coffee rinds, which is great as fuck for you, by the way. But not eating coffee rinds, 87% cocoa. But, um, yeah, white chocolate, that shit can kick rocks. The only time white chocolate is good is when it's that cookies and cream Hershey's. That motherfucker right there, I avoid that shit. Okay? Because I can't, dude, I can't bring, uh, fucking, uh, Hershey's cookies and cream white chocolate to the family. They'll judge me. They'll judge me and be like, I thought we raised you better than this. You're going to come home. You're going to bring this shit here knowing you got all these other delectable chocolate options and you're going to come in here with fucking cookies and cream Hershey's. No, motherfucker. You're banished. Get the fuck out of here. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, because I know I'm going on this wild ass tangent of shit being racist. But speaking of shit being racist, um, like I said, it's my cousin Kaya's birthday and I want to steal him and his younger brother Ty away. And I want to steal them away, okay? And we just chill and have a dope-ass fucking cousin weekend. Like, I haven't done that, like, in a in a while where it was just me and my cousins and we just fuck shit up. So, I'm just thinking, like, yo, bring them over, okay? We're all nerds, so we'll probably get our hardcore, like, you know, gaming on or talking about gaming and shit, whatever the case may be. Um, You know, also want to go to the movies. I'll cover that part, you know, of what we we're planning to see in the next segments to come. And um, I'm just saying, is it racist because my cousin's Japanese and African-American. So I'm wondering, is it fucked up to say, hey, there's this game that's coming out. It's Japanese. I'm going to turn the audio to Japanese. I'm going to turn the subtitles off. I want you guys to tell me what's going on. You guys are going to tell me what's going on in this game. I want to test their gangster. Because here's the thing. I know they're proud of their heritage and their makeup. They speak Japanese. They read kanji, hiragana, and all that good stuff. You know, they understand Japanese. So I want, because I know for them, some, sometimes it's a little rusty for them because they're not always using it in everyday life. So I'm like, hey, it's kind of like the part to me that that's that not as fluent in Spanish. It sounds well I understand it's like when whenever someone's speaking Spanish, I get like words of the whole sentence, especially if they're like a natural native speaker and they go, dah, 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 dah. I'm like, whoa, 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 I know you said something about chicken in the bathroom and but I know we're not about to eat chicken in the bathroom, so I don't know. So either way, I'm just thinking, is it racist for me to have my younger cousins let me play through uh let uh translate a game playthrough with me so that way it can kind of help them with their you know, interpretation skills of Japanese. Because I just feel that's only right. Like for me, I have sisters and you know, they're again, part, they're part Latina and they don't speak fucking fluent Spanish. And I'm like, dude, that's bullshit. You should be able to take something that you were brought up with and be able to use it in the fucking everyday real world, especially such as a language. That's fucking huge. So these young dudes, I'm trying to go ahead and test their gangster. I just don't know whether that's racist or not. I'm like, look, y'all are black and ease. Y'all rock froze. Y'all are proud to be black. I'm also gonna need you guys to be as just as proud to be Japanese as well. I'm gonna need you guys to know you're Japanese, because I'm gonna play this fucking game. And if I get fucked up, it's on y'all. But either way, let's talk about some fucking sports. So, let me tell you that obviously it goes without being said that if you know about internet, popular news, culture, and all that other great shit, we are in the thick and throes now officially of March Madness. Now, let me tell you why, of all of that, it shouldn't necessarily have to matter to you. The reason why it shouldn't have to matter to you is for one important detail that somebody mentioned to me the other day. Um, I was um, watching a couple of the basketball games, and I've been having this one team, uh, Syracuse, the Syracuse Orangemen. Now I fuck with Syracuse heavy. Like I always told myself, if I was gonna go to like a big name school outside of like an art school, I would want to go to Syracuse. Cause I mean, it's an upstate New York. You know, their academic, their you know, their academic programs, you know, pretty good, especially in like law and business and things like that. And their collegiate sports programs, are, mm, they decent. They won a championship. Some many moons ago, for basketball with um with Carmelo Anthony, they um their best quarterback to come out of there was Donovan McNabb, even though even though he was a fucking eagle among other things. But still, you know, it was just still the idea that hey, if I'm a root for a team in college sports, I want to root for the New York teams because obviously you know folks, especially let's say in basketball, it's typically like Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, um, Gonzaga, like you know like all these other different teams. But New York, those New York based sort of sports teams, though, they don't get nearly as much burn. So, you know, for me, Lunk made the long story shorter. You know, I remember watching a game and I jumped out of no one was like, yeah, that's the fuck I'm talking about. Q's on the loose. And someone was like, you know, you can't really just jump all up and down and just jump with the old Q's on the loose. And that fact, leave somebody. This was B. This was B, my my EP among other things, you know. B was just like, yo, you you can't you can't sit here and jump up and down about you know Syracuse and Cuse on the loose, and I'm like, why not, B? Like, what's what's the problem with that? And her whole thing was, she was like, well, she's like, well, check this out. She's like, I went to the college that I did, and I know my college. We had a sports team, even though they're trash in basketball and other things, but I can root for them because I'm an alumni you're rooting as someone with the same spirit and energy as alumni, but you ain't go to the school. You're just rooting for it because of, like, local, you know, city and state pride and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, granted, I I guess, but, I mean, fuck. I mean, think about it. How many motherf... How many motherfuckers that root for Duke do you think actually went to Duke or North Carolina? It's those small fucking country towns where they know such and such good old boy got into Duke for football or got in there for basketball, and that's why they root for it. So granted, I don't have any direct alumni to fucking Syracuse, but I just love screaming, Cuse on the loose, because it's fucking dope. And plus, I'm like, come on, they're the orange men. They need all the fucking support that they can get. Again, they're not one of these, like, big premier teams. So when I see some local talent actually doing well, I'm like, fuck it. I want to root for them. Do your best. But apparently, as it's been said, and I don't know, we should maybe talk about this. If you follow March Madness and you root for a team that's in the area, but you didn't go to that school or have direct family or immediate friends that are alumni, should you... Be hyped or pumped to root for a team that you're not uh, a root for a team that you're not a school alumni of, because I just thought that shit was interesting. That's was that's that that just something that was interesting. So pose that com pose that question, like I said, in the comment section. Let's get it popping. I want to know your thoughts on that. Um, another thing to bring sports to a brief close as well is um, everything with March Madness. I know the Knicks are watching it because as far as teams, it's obvious that. Um, All eyes are on Duke because of Zion Williamson. You know, also I believe that kid, um, RJ Barrett, as well. The Knicks pretty much have both of them pegged in their like top NBA free NBA draft sort of picks and the ideas of what they might be able to get if they're a lotto team, if they get the number one pick, what would they go ahead and possibly pick of it, so I know the whole world right now, especially those following the NBA, are paying close attention to see about Duke's success and Zion's success, because quite frankly, now that I look at him, he's undersized compared to some of the big men that exist in the league, He's just like it's just like he's 69 which is crazy to say. Oh, he's he's undersized at 69. That's true, though. You have some fucking 7-foot motherfuckers in the NBA. So he's like 69, 260 some more pounds. He looks like a fucking fighter, you know, and less of a bas- uh, less of a basketball player, but it's going to be interesting to see how he progresses what he does i mean so far in games he's been going to fuck off with points ball distribution rebounds he just seems like a sort of do-it-all kind of guy but nothing exactly signature except the fact that he's just big strong and powerful so i'm like we'll see so we'll see so the knicks will be watching that and speaking of watching let's go ahead and now speak into the uh media and what's popping right now on the internet so of all the things that I'll be, I'll be looking forward to watching is um, going in to see the movie Us. Now, Us drops tomorrow everywhere on screens and theaters everywhere, major, major theaters and all that good stuff. Um, this is another film installment from Jordan Peele, same director, who made uh, Get Out. You know, is now also featured and attached to the new Twilight Zone reboot. And overall, it's gotten a lot of, you know, just gotten a lot of acclaim for being uh, a fresh mind, especially in the psychological thriller, you know, thriller genre. And a lot of people are saying like, oh, he's he's the new modern day Alfred Hitchcock. And other people are like, listen, don't give him that fucking energy. The reason why you don't give him that energy, let him just be him. Let him be great at what he's doing. Because to say he's Hitchcock kind of downgrades what he's doing and saying like he's just replicating. He actually is creating his own kind of, not even like a a pseudo-genre, but it's like, yeah, it's this like surrealistic um, psychological thrillers, which is typically centered around like race and, you know, and and different societal issues going on. So it's kind of like weird how it's like a, a conscious psychological thriller genre that he's creating. So it's it's interesting. It's fucking interesting. And Us looks like it's going to be dope. Like I said, it's centered around his family. It's fucked up because the family are known as the Wilsons. So I'm, so I'm going to prepare myself for anyone who sees this shit to be like, yo, that's crazy that your family went through that shit. Because I went through a whole stretch in school of being called, hey, Mr. Wilson, via fucking Dennis the Menace. And maybe... I'm mentioning Dennis Demenez and some motherfucker's like, who the fuck is that? I'm old, bitch. Look him up. Do your Googles. I'm just fucking saying. I was called Mr. Wilson. This film uh, stars the Wilson family going through some crazy shit that may be linked to um, Mrs. Wilson's childhood trauma. And I have to say, just setting up the themes and the fact that it's got Lupita Nyong'o, it's got the other gentleman, his name escapes me. He was in the film Black Panther as well. So it's got two alumni from the movie Black Panther in it. Um, It's got Nikita and it has pretty much um, M'Baku. So, you already have some Black Panther alumni in this. You know, you got the fucking, the, the uh, soundtrack, which is supposed to be popping, and it's totally 90s inspired, because now the song, I Got Five On It, isn't just that whole, like, we chill, old school West Coast, I got five on it! Now it's like this whole fucking creepy little, like, take that they have made on it to where you're like, alright, this looks like, this literally looks like Get Out meets you know, um, what was that movie, was it called, The Strangers, I think it was, it was these motherfuckers with masks who just came in and, like, took the fucking house over and started killing people, this movie looks like it has more so to do with, like, these doppelgangers, like, the family actually have doppelgangers who have come into the home and are now, like, torturing them and stalking them and, like, fucking, fucking ruining their lives, and I know it's deeper than just some random, like, who are you motherfuckers that look exactly like us and know us? It's definitely internal conflicts and struggles. I'm just curious to see what themes, you know, carry throughout. I feel like it's gonna have some things to do with, you know, like like typical trauma that people deal with. I know this, I know this shit is deeply riddled in trauma, and most likely it's going to have to deal with the fact that it was never really anyone there. It was just they themselves going through it in a really unhealthy and fucked up, twisted way. I know that's probably the angle, because right now with his movies, there's always that M. Night Shyamalan-like twist, so I'm just waiting to see what that fucking twist is going to be. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing us. If I don't see that shit tomorrow, Friday, I'm definitely seeing it this weekend, because you know it's going to be popping, it's going to be wild once fucking Monday comes and the pod comes, and that's going to be my style. I'm going to do my best to not spoil the motherfucker, but I tell people all the time, Nowadays, I feel like you get that week to week and a half window to see that fucking movie before it's on and the people around you are going to want to talk about it. I was the same way with Captain Marvel. I'm like, dude, I'm going to hold my water as best as I can. But just know, you ask me any questions, I'm going to do my best to not spoil it, but... I'm going to let you know. I almost did a Captain Marvel review for the for the show, but I was like, "Nah, let me not do it cuz you know, some folks I know, they still haven't seen it or folks still are mixed on it and I mean, it's still just fucking dunking the fucking box office, but th- that's because it's Marvel. You know, that's because it's Marvel cuz like I said, I thought it was a good sci-fi movie. I don't know if it's a great Marvel superhero movie, but it's a cool sci-fi movie. So, I don't know. I mean, at this point, you know it's tracking. You know so far it's a pretty it's tracking up there as far as for Marvel's top standalone films, but we'll see. I'm not getting into Captain Marvel about this shit. I'm more so like I said, just speaking about what is popping and what continues to be popping, because I've got more and more feedback from the show that you guys have voiced your thoughts. Some of my few and faithful followers, listeners, subscribers, and I'm going to open this podcast to questions and live suggestions it's not going to be during the recording because my my recording hours it depends literally you know depending on the days and all those different things like it so i wouldn't be able to sit and set to a schedule and say call me at this time do this and this but i will say is if you have either uh video a small video question that you'd like to post so if you go like hey what's going on my name is john from blah 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 y'all want to say the podcast is dope y'all always wanted to ask you based on some of the stuff that you mentioned uh what, what you know why why like or better not why haven't you but what are your thoughts on the nintendo switch and do you think that it's going to be lost in the dust once the next gen consoles come out next year and Again, you send me a video like that or something along those lines. I'll feature it on the show. I'll give you my feedback. You know, I'll do my absolute due diligence and research, which I always try to do anyway, and you know, answer your question as best as possible and even feature your video and stuff on the show. So no weird shit unless you're gonna do some weird shit, in which case it's gonna be dope as fuck. And I'm gonna I'm gonna feature that in a segment. So we'll do that and you can leave that here at the email, which is um bombastic. Podcast at gmail.com. Matter fact, no, let, let me let me make let me make sure I got that correct. That is yes, bombastic podcast at gmail.com. So send me your questions, your video clips, you know, preferably video. I mean audio is fine too. You'll just be that weird person that's just talking with a random image in their place or something. But yeah, you know, send send me your clips there to again bombastic podcast at gmail.com i'll say it again for the folks not listening in the back that it is bombastic podcast at gmail.com so yeah so you got that several times so send your clips there your questions thoughts and feedback and um i'll feature it in the segments to come i just wanted to make that special because this is the 10th episode okay this is the 10th episode So, I've been continuing to experiment as it's gone along and trying to make it, like I said, a palatable experience for listeners, viewers, and all those in between. For me, it's been fucking dope. Like I said, I've been having a blast continuing to get this shit down. And, like I said, it's going to continue to evolve as time goes on. You know, I'm going to now start rolling out the open shit up to guests. I feel like in these 10 episodes, for those who have been following, those who have been listening, those who, you know, have been viewing, subscribing, and all that sort of stuff. You got me now, okay? You you got me here again. You know, I got my fucking bait Akuma shirt on. I got the wooden beads It's like a whole theme. You know, like like you got me. You kind of get me a little bit to a science. So I want to be able to open up to have other other voices in the room. And then we kind of share perspectives and things like that. And then like I said, have you know you guys the listeners' thoughts and feedback. Cause then folks are like, yo Again, it takes a special kind of motherfucker or a special kind of crazy to sit there with a microphone and a camera in your face and just start talking. And I'm like, yeah, it is. That's some real shit. Some real shit. So, speaking of some real shit, let's go ahead and get into the gaming. So, I know the last episode, I mentioned a little something about Apex Legends Season 1 Pass and why I thought it was kind of eh. I take that back. I take that back. I take that back. I take that back. The season one pass actually has a lot of good bonus. Features to be able to have included in it. I mean, one of those features are obviously, um, you know, you're able to go ahead as you play the game and level up your season pass card. You get different add-ons and things like that that you wouldn't otherwise be able to earn. But then also you be able to earn the Apex Coins. Now, those coins themselves, if you, you can use those coins either towards new characters or characters that are currently only unlockable either via those Apex Coins or real life money... Or you could use the same Apex coins and put them towards a season pass. So it's almost like if you start with a season pass, you may be able to constantly renew yourself to content, otherwise not available in the game. And that's obvious and fucking duh, because that's what you would do with a season pass. So I just thought that, you know, that that's possibly a, you know, a a good idea to consider. And, you know, consider the idea that, hey, if you spend that, who was that? Like ten bucks, I want to say it was. I mean, that'll go a long way. You could potentially have a, a new character, have a bunch of the skins. Even though I think these skins are kind of eh. I know the end of the season reward. A lot of people have said, well, the the skins for the guns and the cosmetics are like really palatable. I'm not that heavy, uh, you know, heavy in the cosmetics as a guy because I'm like, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not talking about makeup and shit. Talk about game cosmetics. Okay, even though a motherfucker probably use a little foundation, you know, motherfucker pores it's large and popping, I could probably go ahead and, you know, use a clay mask or something, but speaking about the game, I think the season pass is probably not, you know, the worst thing to invest in, I mean, $10, I mean, fuck it, if you you, you set a goal to put aside, or to save two, two, $2.50 a week and a month, you have the season pass, because the season pass goes on for a whole stretch of 90 days. So I'm just saying, you play the game. You know you're going to play the game. You're going to play with friends. I say get the season pass. You know, see what features you can be able to take advantage of. And like I said, you earn your coins, you put it towards characters. Or you earn your coins, put it towards another season pass. At the end of three months, you ought to have the coins to be able to buy yet another season pass with the coins earned. So you'll be able to do that, re-up again, and then see if it's worth it. So it's almost like an initial $10 up front that may be able to go a long way. Because I know as far as renewing the season pass... That's what I'm gonna do. I'm sorry. That's what I'm gonna do. I understand some people are like, oh, what if you buy Octane or something? I mean, I played along a couple of people that have played with Octane. Again, I think the launch pad is very meh. I mean, I don't know if it's really worth it. He's really good for folks who are like running gun blitzers on your team, but. I'm not running to get Octane, and you know quite frankly I'm not even running to unlock Mirage. I've got caustic as far as the character whose coins I've um used by grinding the game out and I've spent it on. So caustic's more of my playstyle, but that all varies with your playstyle. And then of course I in this particular um episode we're speaking about the countdown to Sekiro. So that was the game I was speaking about my cousins sitting down and like sort of sherping me through. Sekiro, you know, Shadows Die Twice, again, it's from the same maker of Dark Souls, but they promise this is not a Dark Souls-like game, it's more of a spiritual successor to Tenchu, the Stealth Ninja game, which is kind of in the same essence as Ninja Gaiden, but not exactly, because this has a lot more of a learning curve and, and level of difficulty, because again, as you know from the makers of Dark Souls, that those games are fucking terribly difficult. Okay, I've got Dark Souls Remastered, because I was the only one I played, and I had a bunch of bullshit getting past the Taurus Demon. So, I- I'm already expecting Sekiro tomorrow to be a fucking nightmare. Like I said, the game's bought. I'm gonna go down to GameStop. I'm gonna go pick the shit up, okay? I already have liquor here. Like I said, I have my cousins here. We'll have food. You know, it'll be a whole fucking thing. I'll probably find myself recording the fucking segment of me suffering. But yes, I want to say that's probably gonna. It's a possible contender for game of the year already. You know, so I have to say, as far as for like real big names or real big titles so far for this month. I mean, some people will say, well, De- well, how are you gonna shit on Devil May Cry? Like I said, from the folks I know who've played it. Well, one of my one of my boys, shout out my boy Supreme, he said he loved the new Devil May Cry Five. I just think I'm just exhausted with with Devil May Cry. I don't feel like there's much more that I'm vesting in with the story. I feel like it was cool when I went in for part two. What, you know, I beat the reboot. That was, that was I. That was decent. But this, I'm like, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I, I just don't have that. It doesn't have that same draw to me. But for folks who like it, cool. But as far as Sekiro is concerned, that's going to be a whole fucking experience. It's going to pull me away from Baptiste and Overwatch. It's going to pull me away from so many other fucking things. So... I'm excited. Hopefully my cousins will be able to be here and guide me through. If they're not, I'm still just going to go ahead and still rock the game. Just not in Japanese. I ain't going to do that to myself. Because I hear these bosses, they, oh, these bosses in the learning curve. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Just like Trials, which I still have yet to really dig as deep in Trials Fusion. So I got some gameplay to catch up on. So while we're at that, I'll leave you to it on that note. Now, on to the recording.